You're listening to the Purposeful Career Podcast with Carla Hudson, episode number eight. I'm Carla Hudson, brand strategist, entrepreneur, and life coach. Whether you're on the corporate or entrepreneur track, or maybe both, decades of experience has taught me that creating success happens from the inside out. It's about having the clarity, self-confidence, and unstoppable belief to go after and get everything you want. If you'll come with me, I'll show you how. Well, hello, friends. I hope you guys had an amazing week. For those of us in Texas, though, I have to say it was a bit of a challenge. In last week's episode, if you remember, I was having a little bit of lighthearted fun (laughs) with the fact that we got a dusting of snow and it's not something that usually happens here and that the frigid temperatures, you know, would probably keep us all bundled up inside our homes for the better part of a week. I thought that was very fun. Little did I know what was about to happen over the next, really the next day after I recorded that podcast, we got hit with a significant amount of snow for a year. It was like maybe five inches, four or five inches, and a bit of ice. And even worse, the temperatures stayed really, really cold. So like in the teens or single digits, and the wind chill was below zero in some cases. And as a result, people across the state went without power and water for days. It was not fun or funny. It was really scary and devastating for people and businesses that were really shut down for the better part of a week. So in hindsight, I actually regret my lighthearted banter. I thought it was fun to tweak Texans a little bit for being so quote unquote soft and for not knowing how to handle the snow and the cold. But in hindsight, I wish I hadn't. I mean, people and families went through a lot and stayed resilient through it all as Texans do. So today, I just want to honor my fellow Texans. And now that the weather is back to our usual sunny 70s, I hope everyone's starting to recover the power and the water that you lost. I think most people have power. I think water is still a bit of a challenge. And if you live in a different part of the country and find yourself digging out from last week's storms that came barreling through, I hope you and your family are doing well. The power issues hit my house. And the first 18 hours were really tough. I mean, they warned of rolling blackouts, but the rolling was very lengthy. (laughs) And I would say for the first 18 hours, it was more black than not. It was very, very cold in the house. We didn't have electricity or gas. And um, I do, I always talk about my fireplace (laughs) on this thing, but it's controlled by electrical power. So we weren't able to have the fireplace going. So it got really cold inside the house, but we never had water issues. So, you know, we're lucky and we fared better than most. And after the first 18 hours, we had power and gas. So no more rolling blackouts. But still, you know, when you go through something like that, it makes your life feel completely out of control. I know people who've been through tornadoes or hurricanes or, you know, terrible storms like this feel the same way. There's things that happen to you where maybe you have a flood and you lose your belongings or whatever. It's this feeling of like 
everything is totally out of control. It's really scary. And a few of my Dallas friends are people who, like me, came from further north. So in theory, they know what to do to protect their pipes and kind of take care of their houses when it gets cold. But they still experienced frozen and burst pipes and had flooding and stuff. And some of them have been without water for a week. Many of the houses here just are not insulated for that type of extreme cold weather for that long a period of time. And, you know, I know these people, they did everything in their power to control and proactively prepare and still the unexpected thing, an unwanted thing happened. As it turned out, they didn't have control. And this is actually the perfect lead in to what we're going to talk about today, which is something I call false control. And false control happens when we mistakenly believe that if we do this, then we'll prevent or get that. And that happens to be, it plays out in really all areas of our life, but for our inner critic, which as you know, we're talking about all through February, it is one of our inner critics favorite things to do is to try to convince us that we actually have control over things that we don't. And on this one, the inner critic is trying to convince us that if we just tried a little harder, or if we just took this specific action, the situation would turn out the way we want. And of course, that is not always true. And this is a really good topic because like I said, it not only plays out every single day of our career in every situation that doesn't turn out the way we wish it had, we can either roll with it or we can kind of listen to the inner critic and sort of jump on the self-berating bandwagon, which does not serve us. It also plays out in our life with relationships or finances or, you know, purchasing of houses or cars or anything that you do that you take your best effort to make it happen. And then the thing doesn't happen. The inner critic can really jump in. And with this kind of tool that we call false control, it tries to berate us and convince us that that thing that happened is all our fault. So this is a super interesting topic, and I think one that you'll find helpful. So let's go ahead and dive in. So control is a loaded word for humans. We, on the one hand, want to feel naturally, of course, that we have control over our life, at least wherever we can, right? Most of us feel that way. I mean, like I was saying with my other Dallas friends who are from the North, they know what sub-zero weather and ice can do to a house. And so they took all the precautions that one would take if they lived in Missouri or Illinois or Michigan or Wisconsin. And they did this because they wanted to prevent the bad things happening that can happen when pipes burst. They wanted to protect themselves and their families. And guess what? The thing they did not want to happen happened. And a week later, at least one of them 
still doesn't have water. And when you have a couple kids and, you know, you're trying to kind of live your life and you don't have water or power, it's, it is not good. And it's not like you're the only one. You can't even get out of the house because the streets aren't clear. There's nowhere to go. So people were just cold and they couldn't go to a business. Not like you could go to Target or the coffee shop and warm up. Nobody had power down here. It was, everything was closed. So when it comes to our career, this plays out all the time. I mean, if you just think about the past two or three months, you can probably come up with lots of your own examples. But for those of us in corporate America, we will do the things that we can, everything we can to prepare for that meeting that's coming up and still end up with an outcome from that meeting that we don't want. Or, you know, if we want that promotion, we can go above and beyond all year, get praised from our boss, all of our colleagues, be the superstar that's held up as the example of how to be fully expecting to be first in line for the promotion, only to get passed over again. This happens to all of us. And there's so many more examples where that came from. And when that happens, our inner critic then swings into high gear. And as our negative internal talk track starts tearing us apart, blaming us for our actions or lack of preparation, we start to kind of shrink down and really accept the blame that the inner critic is trying to heap on us. Now, remember, it's not trying to hurt you. It's actually trying to make sure that you do everything you can so that next time you're better prepared. And yeah, it kind of has a little dig that it does saying, hey, this one was your fault. So don't ever do that again, you bad, bad person. (laughs) So if we listen to it, we'll start to believe that we could have somehow gotten a completely different outcome if we had done things differently. And listen, we can always do better. I'm somebody who believes that you should never say the words like, we've always done it this way, or I've always done it this way. I think in today's world, especially given the pace of change and stuff, what was good enough yesterday is not good enough today. I do think It keeps us charged and it keeps us at our best if we're always pushing ourselves to do better, be better prepared and all that. But the truth is, life is just not that predictable. It doesn't work on a formula. And I'm not saying here that we shouldn't look ahead and prepare and take actions that we think would best position us for the outcome that we want. We should, of course. But what I am saying is that we're not in control of every single thing that happens because there's other humans around us. And there are other unexpected things that no humans control, like the economy or, you know, a merger or whatever. And it's important to remember that sometimes, even if we try to see around all the corners and identify all the smart actions and perform each one of those with absolute perfection, sometimes we still don't get the outcome we want. And we have to be okay with that. That is the way life works. And listen, the trying to take smart control over our life and career makes perfect sense. I've done that myself. I like to feel like I'm as 
in control as I can be. But at some point, you have to let it go and realize that all you can do is the best you can do. Being prepared positions us to best get the things that we want from our life so we achieve our goals. The problem that comes into play, though, with false control is that when things don't work out as we hoped, which let's face it, many times they don't, then we can fall victim to this false narrative from our inner critic that somehow the reason it didn't work out is all our fault. And that's when it kind of like that negative internal talk track will start. Like you're not smart enough. You weren't prepared enough. You weren't good enough. And pretty soon you'll start to think you really aren't enough, period. That it's all our fault that we didn't get the thing we wanted. The problem with this is that sometimes we actually believe it. And the danger of that is it erodes our self-confidence. We stop trusting ourselves to do the things we need to do in order to get the things that we want from our career and life. We stop believing in ourselves. But the problem is it's all a lie. The truth is we were never in control. We are never in control of all of the things that happen to us. All we can do is bring our best to the situation. If it's a promotion that you want, do your best to perform and continually up-level your game. But if you don't get the promotion on the first or second or third try, the answer is not to beat yourself up. What you need to do is just evaluate clinically whether you think there is an opportunity with that company or that boss. And if the answer is yes, evaluate where you might be coming up short and then run at it again. You got to kind of put down the internal berating thing and, and just look at what's going on and figure out how you can show up even better the next time. The same is true in our personal lives. So many people will beat themselves up when a relationship they wanted or worked hard at doesn't pan out. Guess what? You are not in control of the other person. You're only in control of yourself. They get to decide what they want or who they want or whether they even want or are ready to be in a relationship. And no matter what you do or how quote unquote perfect you are, it may not work and you just have to deal with it. That's why I call this concept false control. If we're to listen to our inner critic, then we would believe that we actually are in control of everything. If we're just good enough, we can control the outcome. And that is just BS. It's just not true. You can't control everything. You don't have control over everything that happens to you and every person you interact with and every decision they make. And no matter how quote unquote perfect or good you are, you may fall a little bit short. And I think the key to having a purposeful career, one that you you love and feel fulfilled in and feel at ease in is accepting that. Do everything you can, of course, but accept it when it doesn't work. 
And I believe this probably is going to sound a little woo-woo. I believe that when it doesn't work, it means that thing is not for you. Sometimes, sometimes it means you have to run at it again. But I think a lot of soul searching works here where you can take a look at it and say, if you've run at it several times, is the door ever going to open? Because if you've really given it all you've got after three, four, whatever times, and you don't get the promotion or you don't get the thing that you wanted, maybe there's a different door that's opening. And all you have to do is look at your situation from a different perspective and you'll see it. So that's something to consider. But what I want you to take away is what I call the big four. This is what I work on with my clients who are struggling with false control because we all have it (laughs) to some degree. First, know what you want. Most of us know what we don't want. Very few of us know what we do want. So one of the first things that I work on with my clients is let's get really clear on what you want. It's okay to change your mind because we all do that too. As we grow and evolve, our interests change. We get exposed to new things and the stuff we want can change. And that's fine. I think that's great actually, but always kind of have a clear vision of what you're working towards at any given moment. Number two, evaluate what you need to do to make that thing happen. What actions is it going to require from you to get that thing, to get that result that you said you want? What are you going to have to do? How hard are you going to have to work? What actions are you going to have to take? And how many times are you going to have to run at it? What skills do you need to acquire or modify or hone in order to make that happen? Then number three is choose an empowered thought that will really power those actions forward. Because we know everything starts with our thought. Remember, I told you it's never the circumstances that cause our results. It's always what we're thinking. So if you choose an empowered thought that delivers the grit or the confidence or the motivation that you need to dig deep to power those actions. That's what it's going to take to get what you want. And then the fourth thing is dig deep and keep going until you get it. So the four things are know what you want, evaluate what you need to do to make it happen. Three, choose an empowered thought that'll deliver the grit and the confidence to power those efforts. And then number four, keep going and dig deep until you get it. Don't ever let the critic, the inner critic, convince you that you are in control of everything that happens. And that if it doesn't happen as you wanted it to, it somehow means you're not enough. That's a lie. And you need to see it as a lie. Don't believe it. When your inner critic starts down that internal negative talk track, you can choose to ignore it and avoid all of the internal berating and all of the self-esteem erosion that it's trying to deliver post-disappointment. And remember, be compassionate towards your inner critic. It really doesn't feel like it sometimes, but it's trying to help you. It's very misguided. 
All it really wants as it comes to false control and using that tool is it wants to make sure that next time you're prepared. So you do succeed. Granted, the way it goes about it with the berating and the blaming and the this and that, it's trying in a very negative way to motivate you. It's very misguided. And it's okay to just ignore it. Instead, you can believe that you are capable of doing and being everything that you dream of. And then just go and do everything you can to make it happen. And if it doesn't happen in a time period that you're comfortable with, step back, take a look at the things that you're focused on and ask yourself if they're A, really meant for you, or if B, you might need to make some core changes like change of a job or change of a a career path or something so that you can go get the things that you want. Flexibility is very important. And it doesn't mean that you were on the wrong path or made a mistake. It just means that things have changed and now you're on to plan B. You can do this. Do not listen to your inner critic and don't make the mistake of believing that false control is real. It's not. Until next time, make it a great week, my friends. Do you have a life coach? If not, I'd be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual coaching program and monthly membership called Next Level. Inside, we take the material you hear on this podcast, study it, and then apply it. Join me at thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. Don't forget the, thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. Join me and together we'll make your career and life everything you dream of. We'll see you there.